awal. Okay, are we recording it? Yes. Are you ready? We are. Yes. Welcome to Community Alchemy, a podcast hosted by Brian V that's filled with community fails, spilled tea, and knowledge drops for the scrappy, curious, and voracious community builder. We're more discussion-based with a light peppering of practical know-how and guest panels. Our goal is that you get a laugh in, feel less alone, and give yourself some credit for doing the difficult yet fulfilling work of community. Let's get into it. And we're back. This is our third try, but we are here. We have arrived. Yes. This is the time. I can feel it. Hi, everyone. This is Brian B with Community Alchemy. And today we are here. We have arrived officially. We are spilling the tea about trust in the workplace. And before mm-hmm. we dive right in, uh, we have a little opening question uh, to spill our guts to you, our audience. So the question the for today. <laughs> oh, wow. This is deep. When people look back on your life, how do you want to be remembered? Oh, God. <laughs> um, <laughs> remember that grounding exercise we did five right. minutes yeah, ago? Yeah. Thank God. I was actually going to talk about that in here. Um <laughs> how do I want to be remembered? I mean, I would like to be remembered as someone that, uh, oh God, I don't know. This is hard. And off the top of my head, I luckily know, I can cut is. this shit out. Um, <laughs> oh, how do I want to be remembered? I guess on a very simple way of people know that they are going to get the most direct, honest feedback, a shoulder to lean on, an ear to listen, um, like that. I don't know. That's not mm. the answer either. I don't mm. really know what it is. Mm. That's I hard. Think that's a great answer. I that's want a- people to feel safe, like to know that they felt safe in my atmosphere. Mm-hmm. I think that only comes with honesty. Mm, it does. And yeah, that they can know that when I talk to Vicky, I know that I'm going to get the reality. Like Mm. she's not going to sugarcoat it. And, Mm -hmm. you know, people got to determine whether they want that or not. But Mm -hmm. that was, that is how I'd like to be remembered. Mm. I love that. As being a safe space for people. Yeah. I think you're, I think you're already putting that into the world. Thank you, my friend. I also just have to say, um, for the people to know the sort of supportive homie that Brie, you are in life and into me is um, just like 10 minutes ago, I came onto our call for this late and frenzied and harried and frenetic. And Brie was just like, yeah, yeah, I'll listen to you. But also what, what do you think about a grounding exercise? And I was like, that's exactly, that's exactly what I need. Thank you. So thank you for being the true homie all the time. Knowing Aww. how to fill the gaps. So I appreciate that. Thank you. <laughs> I'm I'm smiling right now. <laughs> <laughs> Good. Oh, that's very sweet. I, you know, because it, it kind of makes me think about how I would want to be remembered. And I think, mm-hmm. I think I just want to be remembered as a joyful, bright person. Like there's just... Yes 
somebody said the other day, it was so casual, but like, I could just tell it was like a very uh, meaningful comment. She was like, you have this like light in your eyes. And I was, it was just like, it meant so much to me. And I was like, I would love to be remembered like that. Like absolutely bright and clear eyes, you know? Yeah. And that it beams from you and people feel it. It's great. That's a wonderful place to be and to be in that atmosphere as well. That's you, well, girl. You know, oh, thank you. Well, it's not, it's not for some people, you know, they get sunburned and they, they need to mm-hmm. like put some sun. They don't like it. So. Yeah, they can, they can turn around the corner though. That's what's great. They can, That's what's they great. Can, they can always find an umbrella, but Correct. Yeah, it's, it's, not for, <laughs> it's not for everyone. Yeah. Um, oof. I like that little existential opening. I know. Okay. You really had me thinking. Okay. <laughs> Here we go. Good. So, okay. So we're. In this episode, we're talking about how to build trust in the workplace, and I'm I'm most excited to share, honestly, just like personal anecdotes from our from our experience because I think there's a lot to glean. Um, but Vic, to kick us off, why don't you share like what are your thoughts on how to build trust, and where do where do we start with that, and why is it important? Yeah, so this is one that is. This is a topic that is close to my heart because trust is one of my personal values, which I oh I didn't like know actually that. yeah I actually sat down and created what my values are wait personally tr- yes trust trust is one of I, I literally just remembered in that moment trust is one of my two values yes like and two values in my whole life yeah in my whole life wow. exactly wow so personal professional whatever it's trust and. Um, I mean, you have, I'm going to read it out here because you have just the definitions, which I think are important, but Mm. trust, uh, as a verb is to believe in the reliability, truth, ability, or strength of, and then as a now is a firm belief in the, the reliability, truth, ability, or strength of someone or something. And Mm. my perception of this, because trust is also my word of this year, I choose a word of the year instead of resolution. And it really is about the self. So I am a staunch believer that to be trustworthy, you need to be trusting of yourself first. And Mm. okay, so it's multi-layered, right? And I think that what happens is trust is is such a, a bastardized word. And I think it's often misunderstood and also is seen kind of flippantly and as a cliche that it's not really taken so seriously. So I know I can speak for myself in that no, recognizing that I didn't trust myself, my abilities, my strengths, all those things in the definition, I didn't even realize that I wasn't trusting myself. And therefore I didn't realize that there were certain definite pockets of my life with people where I wasn't deemed as trustworthy. And those were those same moments where I definitely felt imposter syndrome, deep uncertainty with what I could and couldn't accomplish, um, and a yeah, variety of, of other things along those lines, right? Of course. But you got to like do a little of that work to put those things together. And it is mm. like hard because it's intangible and you can't grasp it. And you need to ask for feedback from other people. You need to be, whether you're ready to receive it or not, it's going to come. And also then you got to like do something about it so those first two things can be true but then you got to do something about it so 
in learning to trust myself, we're in that journey right now. <laughs> it's mm. not like I have this um, under control, which is why I wanted to talk about it because I'd love to hear what others have to say. But building trust in myself has started with that recognition. Okay, uh, I don't trust myself and what don't I trust? I don't trust that um, someone else will get the job done. Therefore, I need to overcompensate and do the most. So mm -hmm. really all of that is saying, um, like, I don't trust my capacity to delegate properly, let's say. Let's say that that's the mm -hmm. outcome, right? So if I'm a leader in a workplace and I'm not delegating or I'm micromanaging, that's your own work. Oh, to determine where you're not trusting yourself. That's how, that's how I was like trying to mind map it in my so, head. So pointing your, your trust issue with someone else is actually probably just a trust issue with yourself somewhere. Because girl, isn't it always a mirror? Mm. And I've been, I mean, I was told this in that um, last year that I heard this and it has struck true. I think about it all the time is if you see it, you got it. So mm -hmm. that means whatever's coming up for you with someone else, let's say, um, someone is consistently tardy to your meetings by over five minutes. Okay, let's say you're friggin' triggered by that. Maybe you're never late. Maybe you're actually always five minutes early. Somewhere in your understanding of life, upbringing, whoever raised you, what have you, people were late or didn't show up or were unreliable. And you determine that as equating to these people are disrespectful they don't care about me they don't care about this job they don't they don't they don't when it could just be they were late right like mm -hmm. it actually doesn't have to do with them still in that same situation but mm -hmm. you being triggered means something for you and you get to work a little bit on that and the more that you work on recognizing what those little gaps are those triggers those things you increase the trust you have in yourself you increase the trust you have in your discernment you increase the trust you have in your capacity to understand what's really happening between the lines and that's really what's like socialization is about. It's mm -hmm. not going to be black and white, right? It's going to be, I got to read between the lines and see what's really going on here. So I think that's vital. It's not an exact, I'm never going to give you an exact, like, this is what it is, right? I don't know. This is what I've learned up to now. Mm -hmm. And in that learning moment from very clearly seeing what it was like, not knowing at all that I didn't trust myself and today knowing that there are areas i don't trust i can see where some relationships in my life have improved by mm. my honesty in that work and mm. being that sort of vulnerable even in the workplace is honorable and honestly necessary i would even go as far as to say <laughs> today you dropped so many good pieces there i'm you know i wanna so i'm gonna go backwards before i go forwards nice all the way back to the definition yeah. um what's interesting is that i had um a values swap last summer and i swapped truth for trust and mm. what's interesting is that truth is in the definition but it's the belief in the truth yeah. <laughs> a yeah. firm belief in the truth um yeah. so i'm just kind of like noticing that in myself i think some of the things that what you said brought up for me the difference between trusting yourself and trusting other people. Um, I too was very much conditioned um, from a religious background to not trust yep. myself. 
Um, Mm -hmm. And so this has been certainly a new part of my journey. And I have learned about myself that I'm I'm an incredibly intuitive person. So it really kind (laughs) of... Did it does a number on you. Does a number on you when you are taught not to trust that whole um that's like a very big part of myself. So I am totally with you there on um disentangling um just the messages that I absorbed as a child about um myself and my intuition versus like what I was taught was my my um flesh and my sinful nature. And so there's, there's a whole bunch to unpack on that. <laughs> See you later there on my is. deconstruction <laughs> podcast. <laughs> right. LOL, LOL. But it, but it's to your point about the belief part, which to me, belief equals story. So mm. like you were taught a story and you held on to it because that's the only story you knew. And mm. as your life went on, you were like, wait, that story doesn't really make sense actually for me. I'm going to change it. And you changed your mm. truth. Yeah. Yes. And that has been, um, a complete 180 in my life, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) which I could go into the, the only, the thing that, um, gave me pause is I think it's really hard to talk about trust without also talking about boundaries. And so while I completely agree with, um, the projection, the mirroring, the like, um, you know, if I'm being triggered by something in you, that is a signal for me to do the work inside of me. Sure. Sure. And if someone has proven to not be trustworthy, that doesn't always mean that there's more work for me to do on myself. They might not actually be trustworthy. <laughs> right. So yeah. Um, and that's the discernment so, piece. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I always love, and I feel like this is just your posture in general, Vic is like, you have such an internal Lotus of control. You are an internalizer. And so when you encounter something in your life that like disrupts anything, you are immediately like, what can I do myself? Like, how can I be soft to this? Like, how can I figure out like, what this is, what I, what I need to do. And that's a phenomenal reaction to have because you are focusing on the things that you have control over. And I also posture myself that way. And more recently, I have also recognized the limitations of that posture and seeing, yeah, (laughs) yeah, there are also, there is also a place where I end and another person begins and that might just simply be their work and there might actually be nothing more for me to have to do here. So that's I know we're getting <laughs> profound. No, that's, that's fucking profound. And I, I mean, please tell me if you agree or disagree with this point, but like where you end and where someone else begins, have you found a lot of this learning in your relationship, in your personal relationship? Oh, in my like partnership relationship? Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, Oh God, you just tapped into like a whole different layer of like yeah. separateness and togetherness, um, yeah. which so on one layer. So yes, the answer, the short answer is <laughs> yes, certainly, yeah. certainly. And, um, but I think, I think a lot of what I was like, where I end and other people begin was is has been like working through some family stuff for me <laughs> sure but but that's still and, a per- those are still personal relationships oh yeah so, oh yeah the ones it that can hurt prompted. 
Yeah. Yeah. And the ones you learn the most from. <laughs> yes. And the ones you get to practice on because <laughs> I, that's how I, I honestly feel that way. Like yeah. in my partnership with my, with D like, it's not easy, right? Like it's, it takes work. It takes work. You, I am learning to understand where you're coming from on something. And I realized that I didn't even like, that's never crossed my mind the way that you perceive a situation. And so mm. my lens gets broadened my, mm. you know, I get to understand more deeply and I get to also now discern, hmm, am I going to make a boundary here? Um, is this a mirror situation? Am I actually mm. triggered or am I just annoyed? Right? Like sometimes you're just over it <laughs> like mm -hmm. and there's no work to be done you're just annoyed <laughs> and that's fine but i have found that the biggest mirror has been in my romantic partnership and the biggest place that i get to practice like who i want to be in the outside world and it's like a mm -hmm. safe space because we both are aware and upfront with the fact that this is the work we're doing and i feel like that's yeah. if if you if are you are fortunate to have that i realize it's like fortunate but it takes work it's a great mm -hmm. place to be and so just to like turn it back toward, because I did write down some tangibles for how I am recognizing that I'm trusting myself more because I feel like oh, we're talking yeah. very ethereally, right? It's uh -huh. like, if anybody's listening, they're like, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. And it's hard <laughs> to bring this down to earth and hold it. So I did write these down. These are not off the top of my head, but mm. some signposts for myself when I know I'm on I'm I'm doing it. I'm like, okay, this is I should give myself a little pat on the back cuz this is different than what I normally would do and I'm trusting my my body, my mind, my intuition, my capacity, my ability, my knowledge, whatever. Um when I am starting to feel like I'm part of a team or I have support and th to me that means I have actually went out and asked for support when I needed it. Mm. Which is not something I normally would have ever done and it's 100% with trust, but I'm not going to go through that whole mind map. So there's one. Um, mm. Going uh, of my own accord to get more professional development opportunities, which thereby means I'm not burnt out. I can handle this. And that means I have made boundaries at some point because normally I would, I'm a yes person. I'm a people pleaser and I would be burnt out. So I wouldn't even have the opportunity to look at other things to be able to learn. So that's like what that means for me. Mm -hmm. um, when my curiosity is is being encouraged, I know it's like external validation, but if I'm encouraging my own curiosity and maybe others that know me are pushing me forward a little bit, like you, like Jenny, like my boyfriend, um, mm -hmm. that is validate, validating to me. And that's helpful. I mean, I do mm -hmm. seek some external validation. I'm not gonna front, you know what I mean? I'm a human out here. Um, when I start to view my mistakes as learnings, that's a big one we've been talking about. When I feel like my voice is being heard, which means I'm actually advocating and vocalizing instead of saying, yeah, yeah, that's fine. I don't really care. It's not going to change anyway. No one's going to listen. No, my voice is heard and I'm saying it regardless. I'm trusting myself. Those are just a few like of a longer bullet pointed list that I think one can start to take a look at. Okay, this is how... I can go about trusting myself. This is what some of those sign points are for me. Like I realized the first part of this is is very self-development, the self personal, but I think it has to be. And then as we pivot toward yeah. the importance of this connection with others, being able to trust myself means I can actually play team. So if I'm working mm -hmm. in a team, I I know how I'm showing up and I know what I'm bringing to the table. And I also know 
that I'm going to give y'all feedback as well. So I'm like doing my part in full. And I feel great about that. Everybody else has to also do their part. If every in a world where everybody trusted themselves and came to the table, I don't even understand what that world would look like. Mm. Um, it would be amazing. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> um, so grounded, yeah. so secure, yeah. so, f- so free to like express and fearless really is like what that really. would look like. Yeah. And brave, brave, mm-hmm. ask questions, mm-hmm. brave, be like, be like your three-year-old self again and not know what you don't know and say it out loud and learn mm-hmm. something new. You know, I think there's a big barricade of trust with identifying yourself with your intelligence mm-hmm. and it can be detrimental to connecting with others. And really at the end of the day, everything we're always trying to talk about and do has to do with connecting or belonging in some way. If you like finish your thought all the way to the end, the root is I want to be with someone. I want to be around other people. I want to connect with people. I want, I want to feel seen, heard, and understood. Mm. And if you could do that with yourself, you can way better do that for and with others, especially if you have direct reports, especially if you have mentees, the list goes on. It sounds like I know like... I'm at the pulpit. Hello, <laughs> no, I'm sorry. It's so... No, I mean it it really is like the the foundation. If you can't trust yourself, you're not going to understand or have any muscle memory for trusting other people or how to how to build trust with others. So, I think right. I think it requires actually this much time to focus on on the importance mm. of trusting yourself mm-hmm. and building on that. So I loved you gave like the kind of signposts that you're trusting Mm -hmm. yourself, um, operating from that place of trust. How, how have you seen, do you have any stories about like, um, ways that people built trust? You, you were like, oh, that built trust in our relationship in, in specifically in the workplace. Yes, (laughs) sure do. Um, (laughs) I guess, actually i had a list also but this comes to mind entirely so it's not happened frequently i'm saying less than two times where i felt certain that a peer or boss had my back in a room that i was not in Hmm. i mean when you think about it how often do you ever really find out (laughs) Like, how do you ever really know, right? (laughs) How often do they ever really have your back? (laughs) Correct. I'm sorry, but that's the truth. Like, if someone, if someone, if, you know, C-suite level is talking about me, the, like, let's say bottom level, to my boss saying, hey, I don't really know if this person's working out, I actually can't be certain that my boss will shout out some of my like plaudits some of my accomplishments i don't know what they'll do right because i don't know the relationship between those two people and recently like within the past like since 2023 started it's february i had let a former boss now friend and also peer because i still work with their team know that i want to pivot more towards speaking and facilitation and do they know of like anything like that and not only did they come back with, oh, yeah, that makes sense. You should definitely do that too. We're having a company offsite. I know you're a consultant, but I already thought about having you do a session or two on these topics. And I actually already included you in the budget for 
flight per diem, this, this, this. It was just written in a Slack message, but offline, I cried. I mean, I could cry now because it's to like, I feel as though I go at that level for people that I, that are in my life, that I have chosen specifically to be in my life in those ways, I do that. It doesn't cross my mind to not, right? Like I definitely have your back. And I cannot say that with certainty, I have had that in return where I've seen it and it's been tangibly in my hand. And this, Mm -hmm. and especially professionally, I mean like a hundred percent professionally, I cannot say, because you, I think everyone's out for themselves, right? That's Mm -hmm. generally been my up to now viewpoint. And I cried because I felt so, I felt so validated. It was the, like, I trust, I felt so seen. Yeah, I trusted in this pivot and you trusted me too. And that was because mm. I trusted myself. That's how I saw it. And it Mm. it was, it spoke volumes. So yeah, that one comes straight to mind. Wow. And not only did they like, see you and where you're at they saw so deeply that they were able to anticipate Yo. where you wanted to go like that's, that's <laughs> that pretty doesn't happen I, I don't know that doesn't happen in my life up to now but maybe it will with more frequency going forward who knows starting in 2023 you? it just right. i don't know Changes. all of a sudden vic just became this person who everyone would anticipate <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> trust queen um how have you uh seen built engaged in trust in the workplace um i'll speak to where i felt like trust uh i felt trust built with another person um Mm -hmm. i could probably go on and on about the ways that i feel like i have built trust with other people but i don't know (laughs) right not that question (laughs) um so i'm i'm curious if this is a personality thing um i'm my hunch is that it is a really big factor for me with trust is competence. Um, uh-huh. And it's also competence happens to be a fairly intense trigger of mine as well. If I feel like if I interpret um, that people think I'm incompetent, okay, <laughs> I, mm-hmm. I have a very hard time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, um, so um, but when someone like, um, shows up competently and in that anticipation of, of like my needs, the entire relationship flourishes and absolutely professionally an area where I have struggled for years to trust is in finding an accountant Mm. and partly because Mm -hmm. I am incompetent when it comes to accounting. And so I feel very vulnerable in that place. And the way I have described it to the near dozen people I interviewed for doing my books was, you know, I want someone who feels like they are on my team. Like, I don't want to have to be the one who anticipates who has to anticipate asking the right questions so that you will give me the right answer. I want you to anticipate what I, what I need. And I need you to be fully on my team. That, that to me was like completely missing in this trust, in this Mm. relationship that I'd had with accountant. And it was like Mm. detrimental to trust. Like, how can I trust you if I think that you're, you're withholding information 
until I bring the right question to you. Like that was just a so toxic to trust. And so my... that go that transcends accounting, of course. There's just people <laughs> that have that are this, right? And you and you feel internally like you're you're omitting. Are you omitting something? Are you lying to me? Are you betraying me? Yes. I can go all the way there. Yeah. Yes. And so I just in general, I feel like transparency, I will always opt for like kind of oversharing and like providing more transparency than necessary mm. because mm -hmm. I just am so skeptical of the opposite. And when people do the opposite or like, I, I can tell when I ask a question and someone gives me a really short answer, I'm like, okay, mm. I, um, I don't trust <laughs> what you just told me because right. You know, like, and that's like a negotiating technique, you know, when it's like, it's like withhold or like, don't keep babbling on, but just like only say so much. And it, yeah. I just, I struggle with that. I think that's like, frankly, an outdated negotiating technique because good negotiation requires trust and requires you to build yeah. trust. Yep. I don't, not saying that you show all of your cards, but there is some level of transparency required. So Anyways, like dance. Wait, let me ask you this. Is. So in those situations, do you be upfront with any of those things like, uh, hey, I'm interviewing for this. And I also want you to know that I don't feel like comfortable around accounting myself. So there may be things I don't even know to ask. Or do you ever oh, like share yes. your level of okay, okay, so you do and then still Okay, so that makes complete sense. If you share that and then in response, you still receive like omitted, sparse, yes. unfull responses, then 110%. I'm good on you. Yes. Next. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, and that's, and then that's, that's what was so like honestly like life changing when I met. Um, so my accountant now, bookkeeper and accountant mm. Casey, she runs an accounting firm called Gradient. Love and it. she, one, she did not rush me through the process. So mm. she mm -hmm. took her time to make sure that I understood every element. And then she was the only person who could, um, other accountants who I had talked to anticipated that I should change the type of like from an LLC to an S corp, <laughs> which oh, yeah. is the only reason that's well, it's somewhat beneficial to me. It's mostly beneficial to them because I pay them yeah. way more money and I pay a little yeah. less in taxes. Right. So yay. Thank you for anticipating <laughs> something that would be a huge win for you. Awesome. So, so yeah. glad we, <laughs> yeah. so yeah. not, so that was not that, but she, she was able to anticipate several things about my tax status being, having split several states that no one else had told me or even had any knowledge wow. about. And I was like, wow, you You're know in. your shit. You know your shit. You're on my team. You are taking time to make sure that I understand what's going on. And you're, yeah, that was just like a huge, I, I haven't, and who likes their accountant? I mean, really. Dad, I know. As it turns out, I like my account, but he's in the family. But also to your point, <laughs> because you trusted Casey, you have no problem sharing Casey and her company in the show notes with anybody else. You've shared Casey mm. with me. You've shared, right? Like now you have no problem yeah. doing oh. organic, natural. Hey, everybody, I, I will only recommend people that I trust. And here's yes. one, 
that yes. and that speaks volumes to the people in your life so mm -hmm. by you showing up in your truth you have been able to positively impact others without even you having to fucking think about it that's <laughs> that's the beauty of what we're talking about like mm. like that's that's it right there and that mm. can transcend throughout teams who you work with it could change cultures at companies which let's be honest are in the actual abyss right now by yeah. and large <laughs> it could uh, 100% and it or it could nail you the client that changes the scope of <laughs> trajectory Everything. of your work you know like yeah. when you really are willing to show up with that posture so great job Casey highly recommend she's great job notes. Casey we'll put you in the show notes I know that's right dope <laughs> do you have any um, um examples of broken trust L uh, 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 uh. Um, I do. <laughs> yeah, you did. You totally did. Um, yes. So I, um, my previous workplace, who I, by and large, adore. Um, but we had a very complicated relationship. Um, with like me and the, the founders. Um, yeah. And um there was a situation with my bonus not being paid out. And I, so to be totally fair, um, I had a real um, worldview shift when I was working there because yeah. I think early in my career, I was like, in my mind, a good manager was somebody who I didn't have to watch my back because they would watch it for me. Mm -hmm. And yeah, that's a I, dream. I think <laughs> if we ever find that, that's, that's amazing. But yeah. it just, um, it's not the only person who is responsible for watching your back is you at the end of the day. And I just don't think that's something that I can put in somebody else's lap. Maybe that's like, maybe that's a little bit of my jadedness talking, but I also think that that's mm. just like the wise thing to do. Mm. And I put way too much, I put way too much trust in 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 them and yeah and one of the ways that, that manifested is I never reviewed my bonuses at the end of the year I never like calculated mm -hmm. it and double checked mm -hmm. and yeah. so when I finally sat down and did so um we found that um they had messed up my bonus for two years in a row no and no yeah, so yeah oh so which honestly it was, it was an honest mistake I don't like blame anyone in this sure uh situation but um what was really tough was like um I kind of I kind of I brought it to them in a way that was um it was not super forthcoming. I was posing as like a little bit more naive and, yeah. um, yep. they just to see how they would react mm -hmm. and they didn't, they didn't make any moves to rectify the situation until I got mad. And uh -huh. that was, um, that, that it wasn't really even the money. It was that they kind of tried to make it seem like Mike, I was confused. Um, yep. and that, that oh, was, no. that was a big problem. That was a big, that's problem. a, that's a big problem. And yeah. you learned 
I you learned. won and you learned. I won. <laughs> really. I, won. I got that money back. They gave Go me ahead. Some, they I gave know that's right. Extra. Yeah. And you said, and next time, I'm going to let y'all know just like this in this tone of voice. This is what's happening. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, so, you know, you win or you learn. And I yeah. did both. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And, and actually, I just want to take a step back because I had thought of this before when you said, um, well, I'm paraphrasing. You equate trust, uh, building of people in your life with comp with their competence, essentially. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to note because you know I was obsessed with that book, The Culture Map. I will recommend this to everyone in my life. But culturally, Americans, born born raised, bred Americans, tend toward competency as trust building, especially mm -hmm. in the workplace. So that's saying uh, those that are American, you work in an American company and you work around a bunch of Americans, you all don't necessarily need to go out and have a drink after work to like get gain trust. You mm. gain trust by I delegated a, role, a job to you. I saw that you could do the small task. Now I trust that you can do bigger tasks later. And that's mm -hmm. like, that's it. Mm -hmm. Whereas uh several asian cultures and south american cultures not necessarily central american but south american the trust is built outside of work so mm. it is in the after hours and i found this to be really fascinating and an and an important part to have a place in this conversation because trust building doesn't happen in the same ways for every individual person obviously and then it doesn't happen in the same blanket way for a people right yeah. exactly yeah. and so 100 if we are working remote we are working globally we have people that we connect with every day from nigeria india china singapore that we we cannot be just exactly the same with every single one of those individuals mm -hmm. because i believe that once you know this thing this trust thing okay i know this is imperative and i know that i have to work on it for myself and i recognize that it's important that trust happens in my workplace because you are now aware you can choose to be responsible for that and that means you get to meet those people where they are because they, mm -hmm. they may not know the same things that you do just not or you you can just mm -hmm. fully have a whole conversation about it which would <laughs> probably um i wanted to say obliviate because i've been playing that harry potter game jesus uh you can well it is a word actually <laughs> i'm done but you can eradicate that um whole mess that could inevitably be not me playing the harry potter game for hours on end okay but that's a total side note mm. um but the culture map <laughs> changed mm. a lot of how I look at working relationships in today's world as we are global. And trust is one of those intangibles but necessary aspects of working in today's world that doesn't happen the same way everywhere. And I thought it was really interesting that you already knew that you equate trust with competency because that is what is true like mm. upon study um, that has been found primarily of Americans, not just Western culture, right? So it's not even just Western. It's just, I want everybody to read that book and we might all be better mm. people. <laughs> um, yeah. But oh, it's a good we'll one. in the show notes. I love yes. that nugget. So being, by being more culturally, culturally aware, but also like down to the individual level of like understanding how each person builds trust, what builds trust for them. Because for some people, 
it doesn't matter. Competence, like throw it out the window. I like need to know your story. I want to know like Mm. who you are and like, which I love those people. I have a lot of friends like that. I am not like that. (laughs) Like I appreciate your story. I want to get to know you. I like, and especially if like you're a human that I like really enjoy being around, but (laughs) it's not necessarily. So anyways, I'm just going to pull out the little golden nugget that you have there, which is, um, trust is built differently for everyone. And we can take it upon ourselves to remain soft and aware of those differences and even That's it. lean into and be willing to do a little bit of extra work to build yes. in areas where it might not come naturally to you. Yes. Oh God. It's almost like you read that out of a book. Yes. A hundred percent. It will take <laughs> work, but it is mm. worthwhile work. It is so mm. worthwhile. Um, but yeah, we could go down that whole road. I'll leave that part there. Um, I did want to add a few stats that I found, and I have um, all of the resources I got these stats from in the show notes, but I'm just going to like breeze through these quickly as a way to kind of bolster what it is we're (laughs) ethereally, you know, self-development-y talking about, but it does, uh, what, what we've been saying does have root in today's working world. So 80% of HR professionals link engagement to trust in leaders and 55% of business leaders believe a lack of trust in the workplace constitutes a foundational threat to their company. PricewaterhouseCoopers 2016 compared, not, not me also watching the newsroom. So I'm like a newscaster right now. Everything's (laughs) fine. I'm just like different every few snippets. Okay. Go on, go on. Okay. Going on. Compared with employees in self-described low-trust workplaces, uh, employees that are more close in more closely knit communities report that they enjoy these things, being one hundred 106% more energetic at work. Okay, that'd be great. Feeling 76% more engaged with their jobs, so AKA less turnover, great. Experiencing 74% less stress, Okay, so 74% of our stress is from lack of trust in the people we work with. Hello. It's like, mm. it, that's an immense amount to be flippant about. You know, we're act, oh, it's just soft skills. It's so much mm. more than that. Um, taking 13% fewer days off for illness because they're not stressed or burnt out. And yeah. then reporting 29% more satisfaction with life in general. And that's Harvard Business Review 2017. I just thought those really spoke to what we're trying to report here because those are not small numbers. <laughs> They're actually no. shocking to me. <laughs> it's it's foundational work and it's, it's the bedrock on which you build <laughs> your practice. Bedrock. So absolutely, mm. absolutely. Well, I feel full. I'm done. I love it. I love it. <laughs> well, thank you all for joining us on this episode. We'll include all the things mentioned in the show notes and see you next time. See you next time. All right. Make sure to check our show notes below for links to what we've discussed, our business services, and even a survey if you feel so inclined. I know that's right. And the best way to reach us is on LinkedIn. Follow or message us there and we will see you next time. Next time. half full. Actually, I'm not full yet because I also (laughs) 
want to leave dead i'm actually not full i'm not going got, to i'm going, we got I'm going to for dessert, people we, we got, got room, room for dessert, dessert. everybody <laughs> these are the takeaways these are the takeaways i was like listen i thought this could be a lot here's the tangible shit okay you've got two ears and one mouth okay so listen mm. twice as much mm. talk half less then ask more questions this is imperative in the retrospectives, biannual review, those review moments, okay? They're not, from what I can see and have understood and I mentor people and uh, you know I work with startups and so on, this isn't happening. There is opportunity for more of that to be happening and especially those reviews and those moments where people can really be supported. Um, be in integrity, be honest, be unemotional and be objective when giving and receiving feedback. It is a gift that can be practiced and it is a gift to everybody that receives real actionable feedback. That is a huge place for trust because you have to be able to receive it in order to give it well. Um, the practice of acknowledgement. So, you know, as community managers, we do this all the time, shout outs, milestones, things like that. People wanna be acknowledged, they wanna be acknowledged loudly, publicly, but even in a small DM on the side really them being seen is imperative um encouragement of professional development means that you trust your person to improve and and get and surpass their potential even because fuck potential we're just going to surpass we're going to go all the way and see where it is see where that lands us <laughs> um mm -hmm. emotional intelligence the soft skills are imperative be trusting first and then model it and it will be mirrored back if we can think about more being than having, we will have what we be in a room. I'm gonna be exuberant in this room. People are going to mirror me with their exuberance and their energy. If we think about it that way, we may see some, some really great change. Um, and yeah, those, those are the big ones. I had read an article um, on the neuroscience of trust, which I linked. It has eight management behaviors that foster trust, but I picked out four that really stood out to me. And then we'll wrap that, then we'll wrap this bad boy up. I wanna leave it here for y'all. Public recognition of great work, okay? Even a step further, if people can be nominated by their team, right, that's lit. Also autonomy, giving someone the autonomy over how their work gets completed. This subtly creates the norm around creativity, innovation, and experimentation. Absolutely. I trust that you'll do the job. You do it however you want it, but I want to see the result. Beautiful. Um, allowing for job crafting. So this is the allowance of team members that can choose which projects actually sound most interesting to them, allowing them to lean into their zone of genius and then uh, joining, that, joining those projects full on for a bit, right? Like light shadowing how other companies do it. And then human first, task second, okay? Don't dive into all those meetings with, okay, and tell me how you do with these things. And these are the things for next week. And what's blocking you? How about we're both just here, we're human. We both wanna be seen. We both wanna be heard. We both wanna belong. So let's just start there for a little bit and see what happens. That might be a fabulous place to start. 